0: There he is. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Man, I like your background better than mine. (laughs) Yours is a lot cooler.
1: So what I did, um, I went to, um, what did I go to? I went to um, like uh, Vistaprint, I think. Mm, Yeah. So what I did is I went to Vistaprint and um, took that copyrighted picture and uh basically said i want i want this uh as a background and uh, they hooked it up
0: nice man now like are you in like you have like your own little office room or are you like in just some a random room
1: so i'm in my house Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and so basically um i just have this kind of strapped to the wall
0: okay
1: and um so that's kind of how uh but, you know, it looks like it's like, you know.
0: Yeah, it looks good. Shit. Yeah, it looks good, man. Yeah, see, we we only have three bedrooms. And so there's nowhere for me to go. So that's why I'm set up in my, I'm in my bedroom right now. <laughs> so that's why it's.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 like
0: this this is our bedroom. Like, that's why you see pictures on the back. And like, I think you can kind of see like our wedding photos and things like that. But my wife, so Megan, you know, she's financial advisor and the internet for as much as she has to do back in the bedroom she just doesn't have a strong enough signal so like her office is in like the corner of the living room next to the tv type of thing so oh i got you which is why i got stuck back here so you know i can't i can't do some podcast episodes with you know her and so it's 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 different
1: yeah no doubt so um dude like everything i got's like pretty inexpensive like setup really like this thing was like 35 bucks I have a ring light that was like a hundred.
0: Yeah. See, I've looked at it too.
1: I got a um I got a camera mm-hmm. for my laptop, which was which was like 70 or 80 bucks. So it's yeah. just like kind of like the whole, like, you know, like the like the I call it like um <laughs> it's funny because someone's like, hey, as a real estate agent, someone was asking me, like, as a real estate agent, like what do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, like new agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny cause I was telling them everything that I would get and they're like, man, you should call that like the, the Freddie P the like the Freddie P equipment program or something. <laughs> so, you should,
0: man, you should trademark that right there and you'd be good to go. Well, yeah. see, just, Yeah. We, yeah, we see, use
1: a lot of like, cause mm-hmm. I have a green screen. I have this, I have yeah. um, like this ring light. I have mm-hmm. a stabilizer. I have like, 10 different like computer programs. It's like, it's a lot of stuff, (laughs) a lot more than just like, Oh yeah. You know, put up property on the MLS.
0: But you got to remember, man, I, I, I was a radio television major. So everything you're describing, like, I know, like, it's like, I, so eventually I'm going to get my ring light, but Emma is not old enough yet. We're going to have her and Claire share a room. And then like, they're going to have like a little toy room, which I'm going to kind of convert into like my own little room, you know, like in a corner. yeah yeah, that's when i'm gonna get like my ring light and everything else so that way like you don't have the glare from like my overhead light or like right now i got my window open so there's a little bit more light on my face i mean yeah it's it's different of course but what i'm doing you know people can't see me but it's like when we're having the zoom conversation you know at least you can people can at least see me a little bit better and then my hope is i can start putting some clips on youtube of the show and then people can go listen from there so that's the hope
1: down the road yeah so i mean i don't know what you use for that but like you know, like how you – I guess it, it gets depends on like what, what type of like recording or mm-hmm. – because like what I do is like I'll record like something like this and then I'll like snip it into like a minute or whatever it is and then i will yeah. kind of go on to the next thing, so.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like when I used to do my little uh, sports show for fun that I did back like 10 years ago. You know, that's what I did. I would record a bunch of stuff and then snip it together, you know, with yeah. like a very basic – System and of course again that was ten years ago. So whatever is available now, I know is going to be like a million times better. So eventually, that's going to work. That's where I hope to be one day with this and evolve. I'm evolving every day, just thinking of new stuff. So, welcome everyone to the Gentil Life Podcast. I'm Ryan Gentil. My life is anything but dull, and I've been lucky to have met some great people in my life. I love sharing stories about what goes on in my everyday life, and since I've met a lot of great friends along the way that are doing some extraordinary things. I thought to myself, why not share some of their stories along with a few of my own on this podcast? You're going to hear me share stories from my everyday life that maybe you can relate to. You'll also hear some from my friends that I bring on from time to time and the great things that they have going on as well. You might even catch some funny stories between the two of us. This is the Genteel Life. All right, well here we are on the show, and uh, once again uh, have I, I just have good guests coming in uh, a lot lately, and I got another good buddy of mine. I've known this guy. Geez, for, I mean, it's, it's been a long time that we've known each other. Um, I, I was friends with your cousin, uh, Joseph, and then that's how we met through sports and other things like that. And good God, I think you and I could have stories that could go back a very long way. But I got my good buddy, uh, who I call JR, but his name is Freddie Palomares, real estate agent. We're going to talk some real estate stuff, man. So, Freddie, man, I'm excited to have you on this episode, man. What's going on, my friend?
1: Hey, dude. Hey, you may not remember this, but I do. I mean, I'm sure, you, I'm sure this will kind of jog your memory for a sec. We were on the same t ball team, that's right. So, we that was right. We were that was 86.
0: See, I kept thinking you were like older. Where, like, I know me and Joe were on that t ball team, and I keep forgetting that you were on that t ball team. I forgot about that, yeah. 86. I can't think thinking you were one year older, where you were in um, uh, was it Pinto? I think at the time.
1: So uh, that's a two-year T-ball. So it was oh, I man. played on it at five, at five and then at six, and that's we were back-to-back right.
0: champs. We were champs, baby. That's right, we were back-to-back champs. The only, that's I, the
1: only championship <laughs> I ever won was in T-ball.
0: <laughs> me too. Like me too. I won those two, but I I no actually no. I take that back. I wanted in Pinto, and then I went in Mustang, and then by the time I got the Pony, I went back-to-back years. And Joe was on the the angels that was like the most stacked team on the world yeah yeah beat us both years man so i I should have five but i only got three
1: (laughs) yeah man it's good times back in the day
0: yeah so so okay so yeah so basically i've known you practically my entire life then oh my god that's insane that is crazy man but uh, but no i'm happy to have you on the show man so how is uh how's life man how's everything going with you and the the boys and uh, megan and everything
1: yeah no everything is great uh you know um right now it's we're starting school right so everyone everyone in texas houston area you know everyone in school is about to start and then you know of course there's a low anxiety because you know the zooms aren't stalling the the zooms aren't starting um you know there's glitches the teachers i mean i feel for the teachers because the teachers right now you know this is all brand new to them Mm -hmm. they're trying to work out all their kinks so i mean like right now you know it's um it's a lot of trial and error, but um, you know, I think for the most part, people are getting through it and people are, um, I think just as long as everyone has a little bit of patience right now, I think yeah. we're all going to be okay.
0: Well, I, I feel like the patience was there in the beginning toward the, the school year. And then I think people, like you say, it's like people forgot, like, okay, this is what it's like. Now we got to get back into it. Cause I mean, you and I know a lot of friends. I think a lot of our friends are teachers uh, in that yeah. aspect. And of course, a lot of our friends have kids going to school. See, you, how old are your boys again?
1: So I have one in pre-K and then one in first grade.
0: Gotcha. Okay. See, and mine aren't even there yet. Like they just go to daycare. So like, we're not like, I see it, but we're not going through that just yet. So I, I can only imagine how, I, I don't want to say difficult, but i want to say challenging, not only for the kid, especially going in the first grade, trying to focus on a computer, but I think for you guys as well as parents, I mean, that has to be tough
1: yeah you know it's just um we've been we've been doing our best to really trying to pay attention to what's going on with um with the isd you know we're in conroe isd and it's it's a it's a i think they said seven or eight thousand teachers in our district alone so i mean it's a it's a massive um it's a massive area so you know i think everyone right now is really trying to do our best on um social distancing you know wearing our mask when we need to yeah. and you know we're just kind of trying to just just really get through it so um <laughs> you know as, as we kind of roll right now you know we're in that first stage of like our entering our, our second week so yeah. um okay so you yeah. know we're we're just trying to uh get through it all but i mean it's, it's funny as you know, a lot of businesses right now, you know, are hurting real bad from especially like sports bars, restaurants, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, it, it's been it's been tough, you know, but um, you know, we try to do our best support our local businesses, mm-hmm. you know, as much as possible right now to kind of get everyone through it.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, my cousin Lindsay owns a bar uh, out in Midtown, but it's not a restaurant. So she's been having to really think of ways to keep it afloat and it i mean it's it's not even i think it was it, she hit her one year anniversary i think like a couple weeks ago so wow yeah so it's 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 been tough and i've been trying to find ways to help her any way i can and i uh, just haven't been able to just yet but i mean she's a genius and hopefully she gets through this because the minute she does me and my wife have already talked about we're going to your bar like every weekend <laughs> if we yeah. can or you know if we can't find babysitters then we'll uh, we'll try to go at least you know twice a month you know and go support and everything else so yeah we can uh, I can definitely relate to that, so well, so here's the thing, man so you so you're you're a real estate agent now, but before we get into that i want I want to talk about you know so what were you doing before you got into real estate because I, I do remember you were not always in real estate. like I remember you did other things uh, for a long time, so before you got into real estate, what were you doing?
1: So I worked for a travel agency uh, here in Houston It's one of the largest uh, travel agencies in the world, uh, vacations to go. And so I was in the cruise division and I was there for exactly seven years, I think seven years to the day. So I think I started on a March 19th and ended on a March 19th.
0: Um,
1: It was a really good company to work for. Um, Have a ton of good friends up there and that's And and it's in, it's close to the Galleria. Uh, I think when I started, I think I was, there was 350 people there. And they got up to six or seven hundred people, so I mean it's a huge company. Um, loved it, but um, you know once you're with someone for quite a while, you kind of get that urge of okay, it's time to move on to to oh, something really else. Know. And so I was definitely ready. That's when I kind of started jumping into uh, into real estate.
0: Good Yeah, that was going to be my next question. And so you you were doing that before. So so why real estate? What like what caught your attention to, about going into that type of field?
1: Well. One thing that I, I, I'd always looked at and I was always real interested in, so as I was working at vacations to go, you know, we had pretty free reign of rolling the internet when we wanted to <laughs> at that point at least. So you know, I would always go on to HAR, which is the mm-hmm. main website here in the, in the that's our MLS in Houston, and I would just search for properties and I would just like just try to find deals, even though I wasn't really in the market to buy a house, I still rented at this point. I really wanted to find a house, maybe find a good deal. So I would search hard all the time, just to see what popped up. And there was this house, it's a nice house in, uh, in Pearland. And I was, I saw it and I was like, man, that's a, that's a good deal. Like these pictures suck, but it looks like it's a really good deal. So I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it for about a month. Mm-hmm. And I called this lady who I knew was a real estate agent and said, Hey, um, you know, I really like this house. Can you help me out? She said, sure. So we went and looked at it, and um, it was it, it was a Shadow Creek Ranch, and I really didn't know anything about Pearland at this point. Yeah. Shadow Creek Ranch, and um, I got the house for one hundred and twenty-five thousand, I believe.
0: In wow. Pearland, that's good. In
1: Pearland, <laughs> yeah. So I got this house for one hundred twenty-five thousand. We negotiated for the it was a foreclosure, previous that's owner. Um, had flooded the house, like turned on the water Ooh. and flooded the whole bottom floor, so I negotiated with Chase Bank, who owned it, that they there was no flooring at all, and half the walls were gone when I walked in. Wow. If they would repair all the walls and replace all the flooring, that I would buy it for a hundred and like twenty nine thousand mm-hmm. and they accepted it, so I move in everything 's cool. Neighbors are cool, and I'll never forget the neighbor across the street walked over and was like, "Hey, you know this house has been empty for a long time. You know, congrats on getting it. You know, how much did you pay?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, you should never. You should never ask, I'm her. sorry. You should never
0: ask somebody what they paid for their I house know. unless you really know them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I didn't tell her for like two months. Yeah. And it came up again and everything was fine. It came up again later. How much you pay? So I finally told her like, you know, after a while, of her asking, and she wasn't being a, a bitch about it, but she was just real curious. How much she I really to ask, oh, wanted to
0: know, what did you pay for this hellhole? Yeah, because house. <laughs> it was
1: four bedrooms and it had a game room mm. and it was two story. Yeah. And it was like twenty six, twenty seven hundred 2700 square feet. So she was like, what did you pay? So I finally told her uh when she like her the last time she asked I was like, I got up you know I pay for one hundred and twenty nine and she was just like i'm gonna be sick oh, like right away because <laughs> she paid like one eighty for her house mm-hmm. she had a three bedroom, no game room, and um and her house was like eight hundred square feet eight hundred square feet smaller than mine. And I paid fifty thousand dollars less, so she was just like, "I'm, I'm gonna, yeah." Hey, you. Need, needless to say, to hey, say you, that, you wanted to
0: know. You wanted yeah, to know. <laughs> needless
1: to say, that she and her husband just it it was really never the same. And then they moved out like six months later. It wasn't a big <laughs> deal, but like after I told her that, she was just like, she was upset. And lo and behold, that was a good neighborhood because J.J. Watt actually moved into Pearland, into Shadow Creek Ranch. I remember that. And he moved about like two streets over, basically, from where we lived. So when I had my first son, we would actually walk by his house where he lived and um, just to kind of see if he'd ever like come outside or we were like happened to be walking by. (laughs) But uh, he never did. But <laughs> why am we I why, my, why am I picturing? I if actually,
0: like I'm outside. <laughs> why am I picturing your son's like? Come on, Dad, you're like no, no, no. Like, like let's let's slow down a little bit. Like, you're, you, I could see you keeping your son from walking too fast just to see if JJ would come out.
1: Well, luckily at the at, the, at that point they were in a stroller, <laughs> so they had no um, say. <laughs> they like six months. We're like
0: walking by, like yeah, son can't talk yet. So he's like, yeah, that's right, you can't talk yet. Son. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, anyways, so bought that house, sold that house, made a good, good chunk of change on that house. And I was mm-hmm. like, I really like real estate. <laughs> so, oh, and yeah. it's a long, uh, to, to make a really long story a little bit shorter, uh, that's kind of how it all came into play.
0: Okay. Okay. And I think I've heard stories from other friends that have gotten they, something very similar, you know, like they were able to buy a property cheap and make a good prof of it off of it and things like that. So, so, so getting in when you finally decided, you know, I guess what were some of the challenges that you faced when you first tried to get in?
1: So like, I would say like the hardest part about real estate is just kind of getting all your ducks in a row because when you really first start, like you're a totally independent contractor. Mm -hmm. So you, even though you have a license under a brokerage, you're still on your own, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and then it comes, okay, well, the brokerage will help me some, which is true. Your brokerage, whoever you go with should help you some. And some brokerages have coaches, which, which will also help you, but everything's got a cost. Oh, yeah. So I hired a coach and it how much does she cost? She costs $10,000. So, um, to kind of get me where I wanted to be and and wasn't 10 grand up front but like every deal I had she had a chunk of it. Yeah.
0: It's almost like so an agent. I had
1: a deal that was $9,000. Mm-hmm. Keller Williams took 20 2500 of that 9 9000. The coach took another 1000 of that 9000. So you jump from 9000 down to 6000 and then you're paying taxes and then you're mm-hmm. marketing. And so it goes quick. Yeah. It goes wow. quick.
0: Okay. So, so, and I got, I mean, so it sounds, it just sounds like an agent. It's like, oh, you made this much money on this contract. Cool. Give me that percentage, you know? So, yeah. You're, you're basically yeah. paying. Oh, back. yeah.
1: It's, I mean, there's just so much. There's so much to it. And like, if you want to be, if you want to be just a very like, I don't want to say basic agent, but it just depends on like how much you want to be involved. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's say like you're just a housewife and you just want to make a little bit of extra money. You know, that's one thing. You do your five deals a year. Maybe you have like a best friend or a couple of friends or neighbor and you have like a real close circle of influence. Maybe you want to, you know, contact them. Um, you know, you could really do that. Make a, make a little bit of money and, and be cool. Yeah. Me, I want to, you know, I want to do a lot more than that. So for me, it's a lot more trainings. So it's a lot more learning. It's a lot more um, <laughs> lead generation. It's a lot more of everything. So yeah.
0: you're you're you. Basically what you're saying is you didn't expect it. Like I'm going to be a real estate and everything's going to fall in my lap perfectly. Like you have yeah, to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know I mean? And then like, you know, I mean, even, even like you're, even like friends or close friends or good friends, like if you're still in competition with other agents because, you know, like I would just say, and for me, it, it honestly, like when people don't use me, like it doesn't hurt my feelings. You will mm-hmm. run into agents where like, if you don't use that agents, you're not going to be friends anymore. Like straight up. Wow. Like that's just like how some people are. It's, it, you know, that. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, there will be, I mean, there are some agents out there that they lose friendships left and yeah. right because, you know, you probably know yourself. You probably know, if you really, really counted, you probably know 10 real estate agents. at least oh,
0: 100%. And they're friends that I've known, I think since we were kids or in high school or whatever. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, you know, like real estate agents, like I know, obviously being in the business, I know a ton more agents now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, there we are real estate agents are everywhere, basically. Yeah. So um, you know, it's just um, you know, you really gotta stand out. You really gotta really do things, go the extra mile, stand out if you want to really be uh, you know, a player when it comes to getting a lot of business.
0: So um and I mean that makes sense, you know, and it was it, it brings me back to when I used to sell mattresses and I would have friends like, Oh yeah, I bought this bed. I'm like, Who'd you buy from? Oh, I went to gallery furniture. I'm like, bro, I could have gave you a deal. <laughs> like, I mean, I could have gave you a deal and still made some good money, but like you said, but I never looked at it like, oh, we're not friends anymore. I, I never understand that. I, I really don't. I just uh Yeah. But maybe no, maybe I mean, different generation, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't I don't I don't see it that way. I, I've I've seen I've seen
1: it it's especially because like real estate agents are also in like different like social groups mm-hmm. people will say oh yeah my best friend used this other agent i'm no longer friends with them i'm like that <laughs> is crazy i mean i, I understand you'll be upset but to like sever like relationships yeah. like that's just that's wild to me but
0: to each their own it's it, it seems like it's a little bit high schoolish, you know like oh you didn't walk oh, with me to yeah. class we're not friends anymore wait, and wait.
1: i tell people all the time hey if you're like losing friendships over like a deal, you really weren't good friends to begin with.
0: You know what? I love that. That is a 100%. I 100% believe that statement. So, so, so then, okay. What's been your favorite part about since you've, well, I guess, uh, remind me, how long have you been doing real estate?
1: So, I did a thing called wholesaling before I was a real estate agent. Okay. Um, wholesaling is, let's say, like, and you like, we buy ugly houses. You've seen that right on a Mm -hmm. billboard or a commercial. Yep. We buy ugly houses is um, a company that you have an ugly house. They give you pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. They turn around, fix the house and then they resell it. Yeah. That's what we buy ugly houses is. And that's kind of what wholesaling is. Wholesaling is I'm going to give you a cash amount for your house. um, But I, but there's always money to be made in the middle. So you're kind of in a roundabout way not giving people the market value of the house. Mm -hmm. Perfect example. Perfect example. Charlie's sister, Mm -hmm. Dana, about three years ago, says, Hey, I want to sell my house. I went over there, said 185. Good number Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for your house. It was in Deer Park, had a little pool. It was in okay shape, but you know, yeah, That's uh, still a good number for a house with a pool. She called. We buy ugly houses. They came over and said, "We'll give you 105." And wow. said, "Your house is not worth more than 105." Wow. She calls me back and she's crying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They told me I wasn't going to sell it for more than 105. Okay. <laughs> we we'll sold it one day for 185. Dang, full price. Crazy. Wow. So, yeah. So I wasn't wholesaling, but it's a little slimy.
0: Yeah.
1: Roundabout way. So um, it's just not for me.
0: I, I, I see little signs around my neighborhoods like, oh, we'll buy your house in any condition cash. And I'm like, mm hmm. Like, well, they
1: will. If oh, your yeah. Your house but they, is worth 200000 yep. There's actually a formula for it. Your house is worth 200000 You have $15,000 in repairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. $200,000 minus $15,000 is $185,000. You take 185 and you times that by 0. 0.75, which is probably now 185.75, Now you're at 130. Wow. 130 is your offer. I'm which doing the math right act, now. If people actually <laughs> would take that deal because they're just uneducated. You know, they yeah. don't know.
0: Well, and I think, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. man, you're good at math, dude. I just did it myself on my phone. Yeah, it's 138, 750. Oh, I was pretty close. You were close, man. God, you're better than so yeah, I need a calculator. You're like, well, of course, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. So you're probably like, oh yeah, I know these off the top of my head. But so okay, so you've been so you've been doing it for a while. I mean, obviously getting in uh, with the wholesaling, but then becoming a real estate agent. So what has been your favorite part about being a real estate agent and selling homes?
1: The best part is um there's a lot of really good parts. That's why it's kind of hard to pick one. I'll tell you my favorite story. If that will help kind of explain yeah, a little bit of it. Absolutely. So my favorite story, um, I'm selling, I'm selling, uh, it's kind of two stories kind of built into one actually, but I'm selling, um, this guy, or this woman calls me and says, Hey, we really like to sell our place. I said, great. Uh, went over there, got it listed. And the, and the guy was like telling me like, man, if, because they wanted to go from a, a nice manufactured home, manufactured home like a like you know, um, and so they wanted to a brand new brick house. Okay, so it's a big difference. And I was telling them, yeah, I mean, it, I can do it. It's possible. They were like, man, if you could do this, like that would just be like the most incredible thing ever for us. The person that bought their house, though, was the person that I really helped, because it was a grandma that had four grandchildren and her dad, so the great-grandpa, living in a, a two-bedroom apartment. She had never owned a home, never, ever. She worked at fast-food place, had built up her credit, had saved her money. And she had said, I've been trying to buy a house for 10 years. She called me about the house that I was selling. And she told me her whole story. And we worked on that deal. We got a deal that was happy for the sellers. Because now they could go from their manufactured home to a brand new brick house, which made them super happy. And her who had never lived in a home of her own. Out of her two bedroom apartment, now she's got an acre and a half and a four or five year old mobile home. So for her and her grandkids to have all that space made her just, she cried multiple times and just <laughs> yeah. couldn't believe it was happening, you know,
0: yeah.
1: which made me cry because, um, you know, something that she thought she would never, that would never happen in her entire life. mm mm-hmm. You know, to actually yeah. own her own place was, you know, was so big for her. So just Dang helping it. people that uh you know, I enjoy helping all types of people, but it's really like the people that don't think it's ever gonna happen to them. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, it's gonna happen for everybody else, but it'll never happen for me. Yeah. And uh man, I love that. I love that. It's I mean, like it's, it's like, like an like,
0: adrenaline rush, you know. It's oh, like, oh yeah, it gives it, you
1: chills. It, it's everything, man. It really is. So the helping people and, and, you know, they say dreams of home ownership is like a phrase, but it really is like real dreams for some people. It really is.
0: And I feel like that, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I feel like people, when they think real estate and agents or whoever they're dealing with, that it's looked at like you're you're a salesperson, basically, you know, and right. coming from the sales world that I did, we were looked at as sleazy or oh you're you're not here to help me. But like for me, selling a mattress, you're changing somebody's way of life, you know, the way they sleep, you know. And then right. it's the same thing with the house. Like your story you just shared, you mean you changed this woman's life. She never owned a home before, been trying for a decade, and now You know, she's probably not gonna do. She's like, what do I do with all this space? Like, what do I, what do I do with all this room here? Like, oh, I could put something here. Oh my God, I can actually do these things and these things and see. And I think that's the cool thing is there are certain things out there that you don't know the impact you have on somebody until like you maybe know somebody that's doing it or you get into it yourself and you're like, oh wow, like okay, this is really cool. You know, because for me, I remember I sold a bed, and this uh, it was an older woman, and you know, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like her hip or her back. It was one of the two. And so I sold her a bed. I mean, I probably worked with her for like four to five hours in the store. The very next day, like I'm opening up the store. We're not even open yet, And here she comes walking in. I thought, oh shit, did the bed not get delivered? Is it the wrong bed? Did they not even show up? Like I'm going through all the negative, like, okay, what went wrong? Because she's walking with a purpose. Like she's walking and I'm like, okay, God, I just went negative. She walks in. I'm like, hi, how you doing? Welcome back. You know, good to see you again. Is everything okay? And she didn't say a word. And I thought, oh, this is not good. She just, bam, she hugs me. Just straight up hugged me and said thank you. I've slept the best I've slept in the last six years, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool." Uh, like you, I didn't ever really think of it that way until that actually happened. And then, of course, you gave me a plate of cookies, and I was
1: very happy. Yeah. Oh man, No, that it. I mean, it's just like you <laughs> don't know. You step back and you're like, "Wow, like I really, I really did make someone's life better."
0: Yeah. And you it's know? It, you just don't know. And I think you know, in certain jobs, it's easy to like you said, with, I think the first thing that you did, you know, it's, it's, it's a little sleazy and you know, it's easy to do it because it's easy, you know, for a lot of people and they just go that route and they don't think about it. But then for people like you and others, I'm sure they're like, okay, I like doing this, but I don't like doing it this way. I want to do it the right way. I want to take care of people because yeah. if you take care yeah. of people, you're going to be a lot more successful when you take care of people than when you try to screw them over.
1: You oh know? yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, Hell, part of it for me was just sleeping better at night. Not, not on a new mattress, but just, uh, <laughs> you know, like your your mind frame was just, you know, yeah, your, your, your overall confidence about yourself, about how you feel about yourself, about how you feel about other people. I mean, when, when you do that, man, it's like the, you know, when I went, I walked away from that closing and it really wasn't that much as one of the smaller closings I've had, but it, the feeling was like I would sold a million dollar property.
0: Yeah. And with the lady, that was me. I didn't sell her some expensive Tempur-Pedic. It was like one of our value zone beds or something like that. It was, it was not an expensive bed, but yeah, it's the same thing. So, well, cool, man. So, so being in the industry then for a while, I mean, is there anything that you would love to see different about the job in general or just in the industry? Is there anything different you would like to see from it?
1: Man, mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good people in real estate. Um, I don't know about changes per se. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations in place, but they're all in there for a reason. Okay. Usually someone's broken a law somewhere along the way or messed up here and there. So, um, man, I, you know, just bet. I think overall communication between agents right now is a little lacking, you know, like, um, I'm trying to get something done right away and and I'm calling them and I'm texting them and they're not responding and, we have deadlines to go on, and um, you know we there's a lot, just a lot of moving parts in real estate. And if you have ten houses under contract, well, then you have a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. on each deal. So um, you know, I think agents for the most part treat treat them treat each other pretty pretty fairly. But um, you know, there's some agents out there, man, are assholes.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're only. So, two um,
1: It just depends, you know, but uh, for the most part, I think Houston real estate is, is in the agents in the, in the community are are pretty good. And, you know, for the most part, we're all trying to reach that common goal of helping our clients um, reach that home ownership or, or to sell their home. So So
0: when you first got in, did anything come like natural to you? Like, did you just pick up something really, really quickly that you're like, oh, wow, this is actually not as hard as I thought it was going to be like, not as a whole, but like anything in particular.
1: I think the easiest part for me was just kind of relating to people. Um, I'm just a, I'm not a, I'm not necessarily a people pleaser, but I'm a people person.
0: I can agree with that. So I
1: definitely want, I definitely like try to always put myself in someone else's shoes and to relate to their situation, relate to what they're going through. And that came easy for me. And because I can do that and talk to people in a way that's, not demeaning and not, um, you know, confrontational is Mm -hmm. I get a lot of people that once they met me for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, most people Mm -hmm. feel pretty comfortable with me. Um, and I've had people tell me that like, man, you're just, you're real easy to talk to. So for me, that, that definitely, that part of the real estate helped building that, um, communication and, and building a quick relationship. Cause sometimes you just talk to someone on the phone and, and, you know, you're meeting them in two hours and, you know, they're going to give you their whole life story. And if you're not really communicating um, what you can give them and how you can help them, then it's likely they're going to keep shopping for uh, another agent they feel more comfortable with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, obviously knowing you for as long as I have that 100% doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. And, you know, I feel like it's so you, you sympathize with people, but you also you don't bullshit them. You know, you, get, you, tell, yeah. you tell them like, look, this is what it is. I'm sorry, but based on what I'm looking at, this is our options, you know? Because I know I was the same way with selling beds is, you know, I would tell people like, look, this is what it is. I'm not trying to trick you. And they're like, well, I can't, I'm not going to buy. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but then don't buy. Because yeah. I'd rather you not buy than force you to do something that you're going to regret. And I, I know in real estate, it's not like you can just return a house, but uh, in a bed, you know, you get a return and then that's more money out of my pocket. I'd rather just not make any money at all you know? And yeah. So, so I was like, you do the same thing in real estate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In a way. And so one thing that I, I think that the really, really good agents are good at, the really good agents are good at is problem solving. There are so many hurdles in real estate for each deal along the way that, you know, most people don't think about. I mean, this, this last transaction I just had, it wasn't really hard, but, there's just a lot of little hurdles to get through. Um, and so if you are a problem solver and not a problem maker, then you can be yeah. successful in figuring out, okay, these are our five options. And out of these five options, these two might be the best, or maybe we can find a solution for one of these other three options that may be the best, because really we are problem solvers. Cause if you solve all the problems, you get to sell the house.
0: that's true. So I love that you said that because I feel like it's a good segue in because I I feel like everybody is trying to get into real estate now. I I think, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who situations like yours, they had a good experience and like, oh, maybe I should try getting into this or, you know, they're sitting at home and they're just trying to get some extra cash, whatever it is. But it seems like a lot of people I know are just, they're dipping their toe in the real estate or they're trying to get their licenses or whatever it is. And so I guess, you know, with so many people now getting into real estate and I think now with the online boom of like everything's online, is there anything that you do? And I, I mean, I know this because I've seen it a few times, but for anybody listening, it, you know, is there anything that you do differently to try to separate yourself from everybody else that's trying to do this job?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. So um I'll give you some quick facts real quick. In Houston, greater Houston area, which includes Huntsville to Galveston, um, Katie all the way to almost Beaumont, you know, the greater Houston area is a huge, huge area with about, I don't know how many counties it just Houston area holds. But, um, you know, there's 40,000, 40, real estate agents connected to the Houston area uh, association. That is, that's a city of real estate agents. <laughs>
0: That's like its own, yeah. That's its own little it's island just, it's, town. It's, it's a God. city.
1: It's 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 the size of Laporte.
0: Very true. You it's know, bigger than Laporte. It's,
1: yeah, <laughs> I mean that. Just and that's just in and that's just you know Houston area. It's huge. So there's like I said, there's a ton of competition, tons of competition, which is great. The the competition brings out um, the best out of agents. You know, it brings out some. You gotta be on your a game have your stuff ready you gotta be trained you gotta i mean this year this year i think i predicted this time next year we'll have probably five to eight thousand less agents because of covid okay covid killed a lot of deals a lot of people getting laid off furloughed Mm -hmm. buyers and sellers because if a seller was planning to sell their house and move somewhere else, which I had a couple sellers do, and then they got COVID laid off, whatever they're not selling anymore. So on the same token with the buyers, buyers were moving and COVID happened. I had that happen a couple of times. They got cold feet or they got laid off, whatever the situation is and they got uh, and they, and they quit their home search. So, there, there was probably I, I had that happen multiple times, but I'm sure a, other agents that maybe they or had one or two deals that they were really planning, planning on counting on, keeping everything going. You know, if they if those happen, those those paychecks didn't come in. The reason why people dip their toe into real estate, it's the only, it's one of the only professions that you can make a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars with only six weeks of training. So you can make a ton of money in real estate. It's right there waiting for you. But um, And you can do it all online. You can take, everything's online. The final test is at a location and uh, close to the Galleria, but everything's online, thousand bucks, get your license. But once you get your license, and once you pass all your tests, that's when it gets mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. The license and stuff, that's the easy part. Getting, a, getting a, under a brokerage, that's the easy part. Now, all of a sudden, it's, um, man, I got to find someone who needs to sell their house. <laughs> yeah. and even if it's your friend that we've kind of talked about, yeah. they may have five other agents that they're good friends with. So now you haven't sold a single house mm-hmm. and their friend down the street has sold a hundred homes and they need to make the most money possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what are you going to do? Yeah.
0: probably gotta, go, so, I mean, depending on how good the friend is, probably go with the person that sells a hundred over the new buy or the new person.
1: It, so yeah. It, it, a lot of times happens that way. And then, and then they're mad at that, their friend for not, working with them yep. and then there goes that
0: friendship so i mean <laughs> like, like you, you know matter. what
1: i'm saying like it yeah. i mean it's 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 tough
0: it sounds like i mean it's, it's tough yeah. so for the new
1: people out there i'll, I'll give y'all i'll give y'all a secret formula <laughs> what i did let me sit up for this one.
0: <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's getting situated I like, i'm got. about to drop some knowledge on y'all right now oh so, yeah here
1: here is some knowledge so if you're if you're if you're just getting in the real estate, let's say you've just passed your test. You've just, um, you've just got everything rolling, right? You just got licensed. Your license just came in the mail. You're interviewing brokerages and you're looking for that first deal, right? The, the best advice I could ever give you, which you, you would learn at some point sooner than later, hopefully, is this. This right here is your secret weapon. <laughs> this phone, whichever phone you have, is going to be your key to real success in real estate. And here's why. If you are putting yourself on videos, in pictures, and social media, people will see you doing things in real estate. I do Tons of videos. I'm in my video. I'm in some videos and I'm not in some. Mm -hmm. It's cool, no big deal. But if you really want to show people that you are committed to real estate, that you're in real estate, that you are working your ass off to help people, this is where you need to be. You need to be on your phone, videotaping, recording something. Especially when you're new, you have time, you don't have (laughs) contracts bogging you down. You're not showing a lot of people homes. You're not going on appointments yet. You need to be walking up to a home builder, knocking on the door, walking in and say, hey, I'm Freddie, I'm a real estate agent. I would love to videotape your model here for my own advertising and bring you a buyer. That, that, that person in that, in that model home is gonna be appreciative of you And they're going to want you to shoot as much as possible because for that home builder, they, that's free advertising for them. Mm -hmm. They want you to do that. So take your phone, (laughs) shave or whatever you do to get dressed. If you're, well, if you're a woman, you want to shave too. (laughs) Go to a model home, start shooting, record yourself every day. It's, that's the only way you're going to get ahead. And that's what I started doing. I'm, 2017, I'll never forget it. I'm laying in bed. It's probably March, March, 2017. I had my license for a few months. I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, God, this is really freaking hard. How do I, what am I going to do? What am I going to do to really make it success? Cause if I don't do it soon, I'm going to be in trouble. So picked up my phone. I went to a builder down the street and I shot video two hours, came home, edited it, didn't know how to edit a video, Learned how to edit a video. Not easy. <laughs> yeah. Two days later, I came out with a nice edited video. They got 30,000 Facebook uh, reach. It's nice. pretty good. So, um, and I just, ever since then, I've been recording so if you're new, that's a, I mean, I don't care what, well, I do care what your broker says, but I'm telling <laughs> you, I'm not saying don't listen to your broker, but I'm telling yeah. you, you need to be on your phone recording yeah. yourself every day, mm-hmm. every nice. day. And you yeah, could man. even cheat. You know how you cheat? <laughs> you go to HAR and they're making videos already about hundred different topics, Watch one of their videos, make your own video, say the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> just put your face on it. Just do uh, your own uh,
1: recording. You, you can watch their video, write down the script that they wrote, do the same, boom, same script right there. And you're a pro.
0: Man. I'd it's, it's I, I, I love that because the world we live in, I feel like I, I did an episode a few weeks ago uh, with um, uh, Jessica Johnson back in high school, Jessica Walker. And so she uses social media for like a lot of different stuff. She's actually she's considered an influencer. And we talked about that of how, you know, social media and I mean, mainly your phone, but you know, it's a double-edged sword uh, on a lot of things. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of positive things that can come from it. And the way you described, it sounds like it's one of the most positive things you could do with it if you're in the real estate business is take advantage of the technology that you have because the days of putting an ad in a newspaper have been long gone for a very long time. It's all about, like you said, what, 30,000 reaches in yeah. a couple of hours? I mean, that's insane. Like 30,000 people saw this. Like that's insane in a couple of hours, you know, and it's like, you know, the, that's the way the world is, you know, and if you don't take advantage of technology in whatever you're doing in certain aspects, you're going to fall behind.
1: Oh, definitely. So there's a lot of different ways to advertise. I see more agents blowing their money on social media Um, because as a real estate agent, most agents do this totally wrong. Mm -hmm. They spend money on Facebook ads, but they don't know how to run the Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. So I know how to run Facebook ads because I spend a lot of time and have spent a lot of time on Facebook learning about how to run a successful ad. Like, so if you go to one of my ads right now, you click on it. And for more information, you click on it and then it gives the whole blurb about what the ad is about and below your information is already pre-entered. Mm-hmm. So it's called a lead ad and basically your name's there, your first name, last name, and your email address and your phone number is already inputted for you. Mm-hmm. It's already inputted for you. All you have to do is hit submit. Yep. That's a good lead ad. Mm-hmm. Bad leads ads, which I see from agents all the time. And the reason that I even see the ads is another problem. The reason I see the ads is because they're targeting people interested in homes. Facebook thinks I'm interested in homes because I'm always doing things with homes. Yeah. So if I'm seeing your Facebook ad, Mr. Real estate agent, then that's a very bad ad target that you're doing. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. You got to get people that maybe aren't looking to buy a home, but have like, they see your ad like, then they go, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm, Oh, you know, Hey honey, would you like, I saw this great ad you know maybe we should start looking at homes or whatever it is right i mean that's how i look at it it's, you know it's-
1: yeah no people make the mistake of advertising themselves instead of advertising you don't give a shit about a, a, a person that's hey call me to buy my buy your next house you don't care about when you see that you keep scrolling when you mm-hmm. see a picture of a badass house or a badass pool or mm-hmm. something kind of a, a really nice kitchen that's uh, let's say you let's say you're in league city or friendswood
0: yeah friendswood area yeah
1: so if you see an awesome picture of a house that says, check out this awesome Friendswood house, mm-hmm. that's a great deal. And you're seeing that and you're seeing a pool and a kitchen and maybe a price that kind of fits what you're looking for. You're already mm-hmm. noticing because it says Friendswood on it. Check out this Friendswood house. Mm-hmm. That's telling you it's near you. So maybe you don't have to change school districts. Maybe you don't have to change jobs. You don't have to yeah. change all these things, right? Mm-hmm you're going to more click on that. where it says instead of you seeing an ad, hey, if you're looking to buy or sell, please contact Freddie Palomares. You're like, I don't give a shit about that guy. (laughs) But you give a shit about that house that you like, that looks good, that's Mm -hmm. in your city, that may or may not be in your price range. You're at least going to take at least another glance at it and says, wow, that's something Mm -hmm. I'd be interested in.
0: Oh, 100%. And well, and you talked about it earlier too, is, you know, because I do that right now. Like you, you talked about how you first got in. And one of the things that I, um, you know, do every now and then, because we're not looking to sell anytime soon, but eventually we are. And so every now and then I go look at homes. I'm like, okay, what's the price of a home of this area in this area? Okay. Do they have a pool? We've talked about getting a pool. This is the type of kitchen that Megan wants. My Megan, not your Megan. <laughs> <Yeah>. But it's, <laughs> both of our wives are named Megan. So <laughs> I just spelled differently. But, you know, but that's that's what I do is every now and then I just jump on there and I'm taking a look. And I've seen some posts of, check out this house in League City or check out this house in Friendswood. And I'll see the photo, I'm like, all right, let me see what it looks like. And let me see what the price is. I mean, obviously I'm not going to buy it now, but maybe down the road, if it's still around and I'm in that spot, we'll do it, you know, type of thing. And so that, that makes 100% sense.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things And mm-hmm. having bad ads is just, I mean, you might as well just torture money. So, and <laughs> yeah, I see, and because there are so many agents, you know, there's a couple agents doing it right. Don't get me wrong. There's some agents that create phenomenal ads and I'm not really looking at the I'm looking at the ads, but I'm also looking at their like their advertising because I'm in real estate obviously. So I'm always looking at seeing what agents are doing. And there's some agents that are phenomenal. And that are have been trained or taught or have learned the right way to do it. And there's probably another 80% of agents that are just like they're wondering why they've spent $3,000 on ads and they don't have any leads. Yeah. You know, if I'm spending $500 on ads, I need 300 leads. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, it's and, a big difference.
0: And see, and I think, you know, and and I love that you point that out because I like, you know, I talked about earlier, you know, I was a radio television major and a lot of that is marketing, which that was not my forte. Mine was more broadcasting, but you learn about that stuff. And it's it's funny that everything is strategic when it comes to your marketing. Like you, you you mentioned it earlier, like your target ads and doing the things that you're doing. And I think, you know, it just sounds like people that get into real estate just think, oh, all I gotta do is put it out there because that's the culture we live in now. Is like you hit one button, it gets out there and it's done. It's like, no. There are a million things you have to do behind the scenes to when you send that out there, it becomes easy. It needs to be easy for the people clicking, not for you. It's difficult for yeah, you because yeah, you have to yeah. figure you got to do all the behind the scenes shit. You got to do all of the work on the back end to make it easy for the person that's clicking it because that's the person you want. It doesn't need to be easy for you. It needs to be easy for the other people.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Like um, getting everything, Just getting everything, like all your systems in place is the hardest part. It's yep. the hardest part, you know, mm-hmm. and like you don't i mean if you are going to be in the real estate business, the real business that you have to really be in is the lead generation business mm-hmm. i mean because yep. let's say let's say let's say you let's say you get your real estate license and your mom wants to sell her house, great, go through all the process, you go through everything that you need to, your mom sells, boom done, you're closing, you make six grand. Great. And the next day you have nothing. It's like, now what? <laughs> and the closing is they don't, it's not like if you get a good lead, let's say, I, let's say I get a great lead and um, they're approved for 300,000 and they're looking in a price range that whatever. Mm-hmm. If it takes them a month to find a house, 30 days to find a house, and let's say you contract on that house after 30 days, it's another 30 days before you close. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're 60 days in yeah. and now you're, you know, that's two months without a paycheck. So, I mean, it,
0: you know, you, you, you better have a sugar mama or a sugar daddy <laughs> taking care of. Yeah. Mama. You better
1: have something because, um, or <laughs> you,
0: you know, better have I, a lot of savings.
1: Gone, I've gone two months without, without closing a deal. And it's, yeah. it's rough. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And it's not fun. no, it's, it's not. not fun. I'm sure you know. I don't know. It was mattress firm? Were they all commission? Uh,
0: so yeah, I mean, well, I I got a small base salary, but it was it was nothing. You know, it was a very. Um, I think when I was so we don't do the salary anymore because it was like a draw system. Now we pay them an hourly wage with or versus commission type of thing. And I say we like I'm still there. <laughs> I've been there now in almost a month. Um, but no, it, for me, I got a small salary, which I think it it came out to be. I think I, it was like $25,000 a year or something like that. Okay, yeah. It was, it's nothing. you know, It's incentive to say, hey, yeah, we're going to give you something to fall back on, but you can't live off $25,000. We got to give you incentive to sell. Plus we had metrics and goals that we had to hit or we get fired type of thing. You know, After like 90 days or something like that, or 120 days or 180 days, depending on the situation. You know, It's not like they fired you after a weekend. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, there were times where like I was motivated to sell mattresses, obviously. But one of the things that I remember doing was I would put on Facebook all the time. I don't know if you remember this, but I would put out there like, hey, I'm working Dave, you need a mattress, come see me. And it was yeah. one of those, I just put it out there. Like not, I didn't really utilize it probably the way I should have to be more successful. But that was back in 2012. I mean, that's eight years ago where, I mean, hell, social media and, and, the, and, and everything was not what it is today. You oh, know, there's no. no. There's not all that technology or there wasn't all that education on how to do things. So I was just spitballing, throwing shit out there. And it, it helped me. I had a lot of friends that reached out to me. I believe, I think y'all reached out to me. At yeah, one at some point, point we maybe. did. Yeah. I think Megan reached out to me or somebody did. And, you know, and it's funny because to this day, like actually a couple of weeks ago, I had somebody reach out to me wanting a new bed. I'm like, bro, do you not look at my social media? And they reached out to me through Facebook. I'm like, dude, I quit like a week ago. I don't have, I don't, I don't have a way to give you a deal. Luckily I have a lot of friends that sell beds. So I, I, I send it to them type of thing. But, but yeah, it's, It's nerve wracking because in my mind, I got a commission check on the 15th of every month. So let's say like from August, uh, from the beginning to end, I didn't see a commission check till the 13th or till the middle of September. So Mm -hmm. my goal was to sell as much as I could in August. So that way in the middle of September, I would have a nice fat paycheck. Like remember that San Diego trip we took all those years ago Oh yeah, to the Texans uh, Monday night opener? I think when we, when I decided, I was like, oh yeah, I'll join y'all. Like, I think that was a few months in advance. Like I was busting my ass trying to get as much money as I could because in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend a lot of money just to get out there. I'm going to probably spend a lot of money while I'm there. I need to make sure I have money when I get back. So let me bust my hump and make sure I got a couple grand just sitting on the sidelines. So that way when I come back, because I haven't worked, I think we were, I think I took off like a week and a half or two weeks for that trip. Even though I know we weren't there that long, but I was like, when I come back, I need some recovery time. And so I had to make sure I had a nest egg. But luckily, you know, I saved up ahead of time for that. So that's um that's what I had to do.
1: That that trip, um, you know what's the first time I ever heard of on that trip? That? And you did it.
0: Do you oh remember God, what it what was? No, nah, I can't remember what I did. It
1: was um it was either you or Bruno. It was um probably me. <laughs> what's the um Uber? Uber. Oh,
0: yeah. The Uber thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I didn't so, know that
0: was Bruno, that new Uber. I didn't know. Okay.
1: Uber. So that was the first, the first time that I'd even heard of Uber. We're on that trip and I want, I thought it was you that got like Wasn't a, he? like an Escalade.
0: Oh no. Okay. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's right. No, I, no. Bruno told us about it. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so I remember, so I downloaded the app on my phone and I want, and of course, not knowing anything about it, I, I ordered, I ordered us an Escalade and I didn't realize I ordered us this big ass Escalade, which I think we needed though. Cause we had a ton of people. jam that. People. God, we had so many people in that damn thing. Cause I know on the way back, I had to get in the back of the trunk where there was like, we had third row seating and my, me, and I, I want to, it might've been Bruno or somebody maybe it was Steve-O but I remember we were in the very back where there was no seating and we had to like kind of line up next to each other where our legs were like intertwined and Uh, lean up against the back of the third row seating. So he could shut the back door because we had that many fucking people in this stupid escalate. Of course we were drunk. So I mean, that was a good trip. That was a good trip. That was (laughs) was so much fun, but yeah, that's and it's things like that. You know, when you're, when you know you have plans like that, save up, you know, you got to plan ahead of time. In that world, and it sounds like you got to do the same thing in real estate. You know, you got to,
1: oh know, yeah, you
0: got to plan for those down months, man. It's going to happen.
1: Hundred percent, dude. Um, yeah. So yeah. So if you are in the <laughs> getting in the real estate world, yeah, save your money. Mm. One, do not go buy a new car because cars don't matter. No. Don't. And um, start at like if you're in, if you're even thinking about getting your license anytime soon like go ahead and start asking people right now Mm -hmm. you know if they need to buy or sell and you know that you're getting your. and and this is what happened you will have somebody that's gonna tell you i'm about to sell my house and you haven't even gotten finished getting your license yet don't be mad at them if they just go ahead and just sell their house to somebody because i guarantee if you ask 500 people right now you need to sell your house in the next two months. 10 will say yes and you won't have your license yet. So yeah. <laughs> this is what you can do. I'll throw you another nugget. Let's say you are, let's say you're in your 20s and you're don't have a lot of friends that are buying a house yet. Maybe you have a lot of people that are in leases. Ask every single person you know when their lease is up. When is your lease up? Because if you have a real estate license, you can help them get into an apartment and get a commission that way.
0: I didn't know that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. So let's say I call you, Ryan. I say, Hey, um, you know, I'm, um, I'm just getting my real estate license. You know, I know that you're in an apartment right now. You know, I'd love to help you get a new apartment or your next apartment, you know, when's your lease up? And you would say, Oh, my lease is up in January. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna write that down. So do you mind if I call you back in like, um, October November when you get a little bit closer you would say sure I don't care yeah. so you just write down October November Brian then you call yeah. your next friend who's in an apartment and so if you call enough for especially if you're in college or you know you're yeah. in that younger range shit call everybody you know <laughs> don't ask them when they're ready, when you're ready to buy a house say hey when's your when's your lease up yeah I want to help you get a new one
0: and then the, I, I would assume the hope would be then like you're helping them find an apartment and then they're going to think to themselves, oh, I'm ready to buy a house. Oh, I remember home dude helped me find an apartment. Let me give him a call. Hey, do you do houses too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Apartments are actually a lot easier to do than houses anyways.
0: <laughs> I bet they are. I feel like there's not as much red tape with apartments as there are with houses.
1: Well, the thing is too, apartments. So let's say you want to get a house for $2,000. Let's just say you high rent, $2,000 for a house, right? Mm-hmm. I help you get in that house. I get $1,000 for that, for helping you get in that apartment. I mean, excuse me, that house. You get mm-hmm. half the month's rent. A lot of apartments will pay 75% or a full month's rent. Wow. You got, so let's say now you want to do an apartment for, um, you're in an apartment and um, you want to get another apartment for two grand. I send you over there. $2,000. Wow, It's a lot less work too.
0: <laughs> I bet it is. I can only imagine. So, so, and I love you bring that up of, because um, I think that's a good segue into my, my next uh, thing I, I, I want to ask you is, so you have friends, you know, whether, you know, I'm, they're not looking to buy a house, but we have people that are, you know, people are looking to buy a home. What are your do's and don'ts for the buyer or the seller? You know, because as a real estate agent, I feel like, there are so many do's and don'ts where, and it's, I mean, people don't know. I mean, I think until they get into it and their real estate agent says, well, here's how it works, here's what we can do, here's what we can't do. So for anybody listening that maybe is looking to buy a home or sell their home, do you, uh, what are some do's and don'ts that you can, advice you can give them to help the real estate agent out uh, to make things smoother and maybe even quicker?
1: Okay, so let's start with the buyer and because there's actually quite a lot of these, but I'll do them real quick. Okay. So with the buyer, your biggest, your number one absolute biggest do, Pull your credit from annualcreditreport.com, pull it, see where you're at. Mm-hmm. Because if your credit is if your credit is 600-ish or less, you need to be pulling it up. You really want to be around 6,60, 700, 750. you really really want to be, but you mm-hmm. can't get that high. Sometimes certain factors will pre- prevent you from being that high. So your credit is like, your having good credit is almost better than having high annual income. Because if you have really, really good credit, and let's say you don't make a lot of money, you can still get in the house. If you make a ton of money, but you have shit credit, you're not getting in the house. Or if you are going to get in the house, you're going to put a lot of money down and you're going to have a really high interest rate. Right now, people are getting under 3% interest rates.
0: Oh, I did. I refinanced 2.875, baby. I was like, Oh, done. I was, we had to do a forbearance on our house with COVID. I I technically didn't have to, but I did because I was like, we didn't know. And then when I was calling them back up to kind of get it back on track and I was like, Hey, just question about refinancing. And so we went through and he told me, I went, Oh wait, I can get this much. Let's go. So yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes.
1: Credit. Okay. So number one is almost by far credit. Boom. Mm -hmm. Pull your credit. Okay. Next thing for, for, for a, I'm going to do a real, real, real quick debt to income, okay? Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, we want to buy a house, but we don't know how much house we can afford, right? So here's how to kind of figure it out real quick. I'm going to use very basic numbers. You, you gross, before taxes, $5,000, mm-hmm. okay? Most lenders, they don't want to let you lend over 50% of that. And when I say loan, so out of your 5,000 that you gross per month, 25, all your bills can't be more than 2,500. So let's say you have 300 credit cards, 200 um, student loans, 500 um, for a car, so it's 1,000 right there. Okay? Mm so. You cannot go over $1,500 for your mortgage payment, your taxes, your insurance, all that stuff. So you already know it. I make 5,000, I can't be over 2,500 with all my bills. That does not include like grocery bills, gas bills, electrical bills, cable bills, child care care generally, but it's your main bills, your loan bills, Mm -hmm. uh, student loans, credit cards. So that's how you're going to get like a real fast number of like, okay, this is how much we make. These are our bills. This is 50%. That's how much I can afford. So now you're like, okay, that's the number. That's a roundabout number of what they're going to give me $1,500 or whatever the case is. Yeah. So if you make 10 grand a month, gross, 10 grand a month, then $5,000 is going to be your number. You can't go past 5,000 with your auto credit card, student loans, and your mortgage. Mm-hmm. So that's how you kind of get a real good idea of where, where most lenders are going to put you. So, um, but um, credit, big thing. Um, Most lenders require you to have two years employment Mm -hmm. and two years of tax return. Um, A big, big don't. Like if you are about to get into a contract, about to buy a house, do not buy a car. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, don't use your credit Don't, don't do anything
1: <laughs> Do not buy a car that will, that will stop your home buying real quick Do not buy furniture And put it on a credit card A new credit card um, Do not And I'll say this in general Because this happens to so many people Unless you absolutely have to Do not let people buy cars With your credit Oh. so let's say you let your sister buy a car because she has bad credit mm-hmm. and you say okay I'm going to help you buy this car your sister stops making the payment and then it gets repoed or whatever mm-hmm. well that's your credit getting repoed yeah. so unless you really really have to and unless you plan on making the payments mm-hmm. you know I would I would stress on not just going ahead and doing it because because yep. you know just the best so, situation m- most
0: so, of the time when we first bought our house i remember we were told like just don't buy anything right like, well we can't afford to buy yeah. anything anyways we're putting yeah. all the money you in the house they so. not to buy anything they're
1: gonna be <laughs> yeah. like
0: hey I, yeah we didn't buy i think i think at one point i made the joke it was like can i still buy movie tickets can i still go to astros games or whatever it was and they were like yes you can still do that dumb stuff don't buy a car i'm like well i can't afford a car so we're good Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Um, So credit's real important, debt to income's real important, Um, don't open any new credit cards, Um, you know, stay very consistent because whatever you've done and you've already been pre-qualified, stay with that. That's that's really the best advice I can give you. Um, uh, As far as sellers go, um, the best thing that I would recommend is to do early repairs. You know, if, if you know the door creaks when you walk in, fix it. If you know that there are um, issues with the house, fix them. Fix as many things as you can reasonably. Obviously, if, um, if your roof's not that great, you probably don't want to put a new roof on it. Yeah. But you'd call a roofer to do what's called a tune-up, and they can – reseal all of your, you know, all of, everything on your roof. They can kind of knock down all your nails. You know, I recommend doing a tune-up. Most roofs over five years need some type of tune-up. Yeah. And the inspection will catch that. Um, I would also have your air conditioning unit serviced.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want your air conditioning service because as soon as you get an inspection, they check the air conditioner. If they think that your air conditioner has a problem, they're going to want a new AC unit before they move in. Mm-hmm. So Those aren't cheap. <laughs> those are not cheap. So have your AC uh, serviced. So I would say have your roof serviced, have your AC serviced, pressure wash your house. Yeah. It's like washing a car. <laughs> pressure wash your house, make it look good. Get I mean, it window ready, basically.
0: Button. Yeah. That's you want to,
1: I mean, you're adding your curb appeal to your house, you know? Yeah. First weekend that your house is on the market, have a maid come in. Pay a maid 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. It can look really, really good. Have it smell good. Mm-hmm. Not just look good, but smell good. Yeah. You know, those little things can <laughs> help you.
0: So I got to tell you a funny story when we bought our house. So bought our house with Megan. Me and her, we decided to buy a house together. We weren't engaged or anything. I proposed her in the house, right? The day we closed. So I come to the house. And I opened the door and I mean, it's like hot. I mean, cause this was July, July 8th is when we closed on this house. And I mean, I'm sweating. I'm like, oh my God, why is it so hot in this house? Cause it was fine. Literally like the day before, you know, we had all the service, everything was fine. And so, you know, and I'm like hitting the air down and I can't figure out like, why is it so hot in this house? I mean, it's like hundred degrees in the house in the middle of July. So, and I mean, it was later in the evening. So I proposed her in the house and everything else like that. And I mean, I recorded the video and I'm wiping the, like, I'm wiping all the sweat off before she gets there. People are like, oh, you're nervous. Like, hell no, I ain't nervous. It's 100 degrees. in My house. Our AC broke the first fucking day. Like, what no! is going on? I'm like, welcome to being a homeowner. Well, so it technically didn't break. But so what happened was uh, I called the guy. So the very next day, I call an AC guy. I'm like, man, I need to come out here and take a look at this. So he takes a look at the outside unit. And there was just a plug that just went out. Like this little plug, that costs like 75 bucks. Because in my mind, I thought just spent all this money on the freaking house and now I got to replace the AC, which is not cheap. Like, Oh my God, what the hell? And luckily the guy's like, Oh yeah, it's just, this little thing is wrong. It's like 75 bucks. I was like, Oh thank God. I was like, Oh thank God. And he put it in and instantly the house was cooling off. I was like, okay, we're good. Like, thank God. Like, oh, but it was one of those things. Like, <laughs> but you know time. what I mean? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Like, no, we literally closed on this house. Like I was
1: I bought a lemon.
0: <laughs> it's just oh my god. I'm like, can I return this? Is there a return? Can I can I give this house back real quick? No, it was. I mean, luckily it worked out, but I mean, <laughs> but I'll never forget that. It's like I'm freaking out. And this guy just walks in. He's like, yeah, it's this little plug right here, just busted out. I got one in the car, costing seventy bucks. I'm like, cool. Here's a check. Here you go. You're like, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> oh yeah. I think. Well, I think it cost me like one thirty because of like the time he came out or something like that. You know, like yeah. the time spent, but in my mind, I'm like, I'll, I'll pay you whatever that is under $200 versus the thousands of dollars I would spend to get a whole new AC
1: unit. Oh yeah. No doubt.
0: <laughs> but those are home stories. You know, I feel like those are home stories, but that makes sense. If you're the seller, definitely spru- uh, spruce it up and stuff. So, well, man, I, I, I think this, this has been, I think very informative. I love that uh, all the stuff you share. And of course, no need for so long, man. I'm not surprised of your success. Um, so. So for anybody listening in the Houston area looking to buy a house, I mean, are do you specifically sell in one part of Houston? Do you own all of Houston? You know, where are you and how can people find you?
1: Yeah, so um I have sold homes in almost, I don't want to say every city, but it I've sold all the way from League City, LaPorte, Deer Park, uh Clear Lake, <laughs> um, Sugarland, Katy, um, downtown Houston. Um, spring, Humble, everywhere. Yep. So if you're looking for a badass agent, always call me, Freddie <laughs> P, Freddie you is your real estate pro. And I'm always available. You can reach me, my uh, my number It's 832-606-3709. And um, I'm available. Just give me a shout. We'll talk about what you need, what you
0: want, what you're looking for, and we'll get you done. Can they find you on any socials? Anything like that?
1: Uh, yeah. So um, best place to reach me is is probably gonna be on Facebook. Um, just Freddie Palomares, and you'll see my my big head on there. <laughs> um, or you can also use my uh, my business tag, uh, Texas Direct Realty Group, and um, and find me there. But yeah, we we stay really busy with um, you know our our social and and our various uh and our various groups, our various um things that we're doing so um yeah you can always find us we're always out and
0: about i enjoy watching your videos man like i think i saw one i think it was on instagram or maybe it was facebook but uh you were like it means like yeah you're doing your little tagline i was like oh look at this guy here and then you're like let's take a look at this house and i was like look at this boy he's uh he's getting at it love it man
1: love yeah it. yeah it's funny i just kind of use that i started using that tag about three years ago and um one of the guys i used to work with he's he called me freddie p and um, I kind of started using that. And then now everyone's funny. And now everyone that like I talk to, like, what's up, Freddie P? <laughs> so like everyone kind of uses that now. Uh, uh, kinda-
0: do your boys call you that too? Do your boys like Freddie P?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in the real estate industry, they do. Like my, my guys from back home still call me J or JR, but uh, my, yeah, my real estate friends are, they, they're all calling me Freddie P. So. <laughs>
0: I might, just I might just start like randomly kind of calling you Freddie P. I'm
1: kind of just like, okay, that's so what we're gonna go with. Freddie P. I mean, or Real Estate
0: Pro. I've known you as Jr. My whole life, so when I hear Freddie P., it's like I feel weird. I'm like, who? I'm like, oh yeah, it's Jr. Like, it's, I remember the first time I think I heard somebody say, "Oh yeah, Freddie's coming." I'm like, who the hell is Freddie? <laughs> they we were tailgating or something, and I heard. I think it was like not one of our usual friends, but someone's like, "Yeah, Freddie's coming." I'm like, who the hell is Freddie? <laughs> and then you walked up, like, what's up, Freddie? I was like, oh, I'm like, oh shit, that's your name. Known you my whole life and I never knew your name was Freddie.
1: I know. Yeah, I kind of hit it for the first twenty, twenty something years. But <laughs> um Yeah, man, I'm always about and about now. Now you got a catchphrase, man. You're Freddie P.
0: Yeah,
1: Freddie P your you real estate.
0: Pro. You need a t-shirt, man. You need a t-shirt of that. <laughs> That's what you need <laughs> to do. Start throwing them out to people like yeah, at games, you know, if we go tailgating again, if we ever get to tailgate ever again in this world. Oh, I know, right? Start throwing them out like, hey man, Freddie P, Freddie P, come yeah, find call me. You could be the new Jim Adler, you know, like the Texas Hammer guy. You'd be like, this is Freddie P. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll call the hammer.
0: There you go. Oh, man. All right. So, before before I let you go, I got. So, dude, what the hell happened in the fantasy league? What happened? Because I, I, I'll set this premise. We've been in the fantasy league of football for 20 years now. And we had keeper leagues, and you lost your keepers, or something happened. I don't know. I was on our group me thread that I. Tried catching up on and it just, I didn't do well And somebody said something like, Your your keepers are gone, or something like, dude, what happened? What happened?
1: I honestly, I, I honestly haven't looked at fantasy like this entire for the first time. Like, I have looked at,
0: I don't think no any of the stuff. And
1: yeah. I think it's kind of, you know, just with like the sports being canceled and all that jazz, I, I just, it's, and I'm just now getting really back into that watching the Astros right now, which they're doing, they're starting to turn around. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been real tough for me to get back in sports. You know, I just I don't know for whatever reason. And I haven't looked at anything on fantasy and I had really good keepers. Uh, but yeah, I lost them all. And so now I'm just like the thing is with our keeper league, like I my keepers were so good in the last like three years, and they haven't done anything for whatever reason. <laughs> so yeah. um you know, so oh well. Now I'm gonna have to kind of start fresh. I'm, you know, Tyreek Kill's gonna be pick number two, so I'll probably take him. There you go. And then I'll circle back and probably get um Kelsey or um Kittle. Yeah. As, as that second pick. So. Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's long it's, long it's not it's crazy though. You're right. So I I've been watching baseball since it came back. So I mean, even without fans, it's the weirdest thing to watch. But I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. I'm gonna watch it no matter what. And, of course, with all the COVID stuff, I keep thinking, well, if they're going to cancel the season. I'm getting my baseball in while I can, you know, with all the outbreaks yeah. and everything else like that. But, uh, but like, it's, it's funny, though, because for, for those of y'all listening, we, we have a friend of ours, uh, Mr. Charlie Bates, who literally, like when the Super Bowl is over, and fantasy has been done for like a month, but once the Super Bowl's over, he's texting everybody. I want your best player, and I'm going to give you, like, a third-string wide receiver who's the next breakout star, quote-unquote. So I can honestly say I haven't heard a word from Charlie. Like, (laughs) like, I haven't heard a word from him, I don't believe. And in my mind, like, with everything that happened the last few days, because I selected my keepers, I think, like a month ago because I just happened to be on for some reason. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I should select my keepers. All right, let me select them, whatever. And so when the deadline passed, I went, oh, I'm glad I did that because I've been in the same boat as you. Cause I, like a month oh, yeah. ago is when I did it. I didn't even check, didn't even think about it until like, we were kind of doing some stuff about it. And I thought, Oh man, I'm glad I didn't fall into that. But it's like you said though, like with every, cause we don't even know if football's gonna be played. We don't even know if it's going to be played. Yeah. So yeah, we, really we haven't don't. thought about it. It's, it's the weird, it's, this is the weirdest year ever. 2020 is the weirdest year.
1: I it's, know it's I'm crazy. looking forward to 2021.
0: Oh my God. I think everybody- <laughs> I, I, I think I told this to Megan the other day. I was like, I'm, I'm ready for this year to be legal to drink. You know, we'll, this year we're going to turn 21. And I feel like everybody just needs to drink. <laughs> because this year, like 20s, that year where you're like, man, I'm not in my teens anymore. But, shit, I'm not old enough to really go out and drink and have a beer legally. Man, this sucks. This is terrible. I'm having going to sneak around next year. Yeah, we'll I think you're legal. right. <laughs> I think you're right. It's it's, right. it's time to turn 21, baby. It's time. It's time. Because especially this, this has been a rough 20s for, I think, everybody. So we need to turn it yeah, Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right, buddy, man. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, so just remember, everybody, uh, you can find Mr. Freddie P. Uh, sorry, say your catchphrase again because I got to hear it again.
1: Oh, Freddie P. Freddie Palomares, your real estate pro.
0: Bam. You can find him at 832 606 3709. Find him on the socials, Freddie Palomares uh, on Facebook is where you can find him. But reach out to him for any of your housing needs, and he will definitely hook you up, man. This guy's a good dude. Known him. Apparently since T-ball, can't believe I forgot that. Like shit, I got yeah. like a terrible friend now. <laughs> but no news since T-ball, man. Good dude, always had good times. We have a lot of good drinking stories. We have a lot of good uh, high school basketball stories from back in the day. Yep. As well, man. Well, we got some good stories to share. Where maybe one day, we'll, we'll talk some crazy stories on here, man. But Freddie, I appreciate you jumping on, my friend.
1: All right, man. Hey, appreciate you having me on, dude. Um, reach out anytime. Yeah. Don't sell your house yet because you're on a badass interest rate. So hang on to that puppy.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once I got that, they're like, are you planning on moving anytime soon? i was like, nah, if you give me this interest rate. I'm staying yeah. here for at least until Claire's out of college. <laughs> <fuck>? uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that long because we need a bigger house, but not right now. We're okay right now.